Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of You Press Play Sports. I'm your host and sports editor, Richard Pereira. Joining me today is, S- is photo editor, Estin Parker, and staff writer, Kevin Garcia. What's up, guys? How's it been going? Doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Been good. Been good. Yeah, they're doing good, too. And uh, so has FEU Sports this past week. And Absolutely. starting off, start, yeah, and starting off with FU football, uh, they played uh, on sa- uh, last Thursday against the Charlotte 49ers. And after being a little uh, rusty in the first half, trailing 9-7, in the second half, uh, the team exploded for 31 unanswered points, coasting to a 38-9 victory. So, guys, what do you think of FU's performance to coming off the bye week and uh, coming off the right the right start. It was a big statement win for them. I mean, that was their first road win of the season. Um, really helps them out in the conference. And, you know, while at CUSA now, if you really want to be technical, you could say, hey, this is our first game in the, uh, what, the American Athletic Conference since both teams are going to be in the AAC in the near distant future. So it was a, it was a great game. Big, big win for us. Absolutely. I mean, the Ecosi Ferry had 225 yards on 11 pass attempts. That, that speaks to just Charlotte's defense. Uh, they, it just wasn't there. The lack of defense. I mean, they were also terrible on third down. They were four to 17 for third down. Like that's just not winning football. And FAU took advantage. I mean, yeah, the first half was rough, but second half things got going. They had like 200 rushing yards. They held Charlotte to 77. Like it was just, it was one of those games that it would have been shocking if they had lost or if it had been close. Yeah, it was a great game for FEU on both sides of the of the field. Offensively, you had Johnny Ford who had two touchdowns, one a rushing touchdown and another a receiving touchdown, which was a, it was a very good performance from Johnny Ford on his end on when they're receiving and rushing uh, parts of the game and then you look at the defense and uh wow uh easily one of the best defensive performances of the team so far especially with Khalif Bryce who totaled for 10 tackles then you'll have Jordan Helm with nine and Romaine Mungin with eight tackles and Amon Ross with seven and an interception who after he touched, caught that interception he went and handed it to his mother who was also at the game in the stands which is a, a very touching moment for the two, and it just showed how great FU performed overall as a team. Yeah, you love to hear stuff like that. That's really that's really a nice moment. Yeah, it it was. And um, as they come back to Boca Raton this week, they will take on the UTEP Miners. And for those not knowing who UTEP is, it's the University of Texas at El Paso. They will go against the Miners on October 30 on a Saturday at 6 p.m. at F- at, FU's, at the FEU football stadium. So FEU fans, go out, come out and cheer for your Owls. They're on a good start to enter the second half of the season. Please. And one of the main, when I was walking on the way here, uh, one of the main media guys for FEU asked me, hey, Please tell people to show up. We need more people. So show up. 
Yeah, exactly. And now, as we move on to FEU soccer, uh, starting with men's, they got back on. They got back on track with a three-one win on the road at Alabama at Birmingham, Alabama, against the UAB Blazers, uh, cruising to a three-one victory. After allowing a goal that went that had them go down one-zero, they scored three straight unanswered goals to get an important win in conference play. Estin, what are your thoughts on FEU uh, starting to recover from that three-game losing streak they had prior to the game against UAB? I think getting that win against UAB was huge because, Richard, you and I talked about it yesterday. This is the, These next three games are crucial. I mean – Well, I two of them, really, because one of them is a, a non-conference game, but it helps with the overall record. And, I mean, these la- especially the last two games against Kentucky and FIU, these are – arguably two of the best teams in conference USA. Um, And, you know, throughout the season, we were touting FAU soccer to be one of, to maybe be the best team in the conference. And, you know, they can still be that they can prove that they are among one of the best teams, but, um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing them play FIU who Richard, I think you said it's been since 2013. Yeah, it was 2013. So hopefully, hopefully this year we can change that because, um, you know, we need to get some momentum. We need to keep the momentum going. So, yeah. Yeah. And as long as Philip Jock, who is all is, who is tied for first in goals scored in conference USA and Ivan Mikhailenko has six goals, like, uh, just a few goals behind Jock, but you know, those two are still, being the dynamic duo and scoring goals for FAU, as long as they can provide that quality offense FAU needs, especially against FIU on and Kentucky in those last two games of conference play, they FAU should make the conference tournament and possibly make a deep run. As I see FAU, uh, I honestly I don't see FAU as the best as one of the best teams in conference USA, but I do see them as the best underdog teams in Conference USA because they are capable of making noise. It's just a matter of keeping up that consistency that will allow them to uh, get those crucial wins, especially in their home finale against FIU. And uh, looking at FU men's soccer schedule, their next two, two games this week would be on Tuesday, which is today at the time of this recording on October 26th at 6 p.m., against North Florida on the road in Jacksonville. And then after that, they will face FIU on October 30, Saturday, same day as the FU football game, just at a different time, at, the no- at noon at FU Soccer Stadium. So before we uh, look to keep track of the football game, we have to make sure that FU does take care of their in-state rival in FIU. <laughs> And I and me and Esten will be there, and we just gotta hope we can beat FIU for the first time since 2013. Come on, you owls! <laughs> yeah, and now uh, our for our remaining section of FU sports is women's soccer, who actually came out with a an upset victory over Western Kentucky, who is currently in the top two of the East Division with a 1-0 victory on the road in Bowling Green, Kentucky. With, with FU Women's Soccer riding a three-game winning streak in conference play, 
what should FAU do uh, to maintain that momentum as they enter the conference tournament, which will start next week? I think they need to play, you know, keep playing the way they've been playing. Um, stout defense and really resilient, you know. Um, getting the upset at Western Kentucky was, I think, really big for them. And also, I mean, I, I whenever I think of this team now moving forward, I'm going to continue thinking about that Marshall game um, mm. where it, it looked like they lost it where they deserve to win. And we've seen this team – the FEA women's soccer team, we've seen them improve over the course of the season. Um, and hopefully they can keep that going because, you know, that th this program has a history of being a winning team and, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping that tradition going. So. Yeah. As long as they keep their heads up high and continue to win games, they can really make uh, a deep run. And they will finish conference play on Thursday, October 28th at 7 p.m. against the Old Dominion Monarchs. It's a home game, so go out to the FU Soccer Stadium to cheer on for your Lady Owls. And after that, be sure to cheer them on at home in the first week of November as they will be hosting uh, the Conference USA Tournament, which will start from November 1st to November 7th. Uh, the, the, the tournament bracket is not determined yet until uh, after until conference play ends, which is after Thursday, and the bracket will be announced on Friday. So once we know the details of which teams will be going against each other in the tournament, we'll have to may, keep our excitement for next week on Monday or Wednesday when FEU gets to play uh, their first game in the conference tournament. And now that concludes our section with FU Sports, and we go to national sports, starting with the NFL. Guys, um, what have we seen from the past NFL games uh, this past weekend? And I know Esten still has um, – I don't know what's going on with the Dolphins, but that's just tough luck, especially with Tua having a good passing performance of 32 for 40 completion. But it seems like it's a problematic loss that caused a lot of pain. Yeah, there's um, and there's a lot of speculation about the culture down there again. Um, <laughs> I get, you know, I guess the only team that has good culture in the city of Miami is the Heat, and their brand is a culture. Um, but then again, give me all that culture. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tua, I like Tua, but like against Jacksonville, he threw another inexplicable pick. I mean, I think it was the second quarter where he was being pressured. He should have taken the sack. He throws the ball to Jalen Waddle. It is not anywhere near Jalen Waddle. It is straight to a Falcons linebacker. I mean, I don't know. It, at this point, it's just the life of a Dolphins fan. Hey, I got a question for you, bro. Do, do you have nightmares about the fact that the Dolphins took Tua over Justin Herbert? Um. Yeah, I think it's a matter yeah. of choosing Tua Herbert, Herbert, but the the team around Tua is very flawed. We we have a ton of injuries. We have guys that are completely underperforming. We don't have a good offensive line. It's as simple as that. It's it's just it's just poor across the board. So, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and to clarify, it's not the Jaguars. It's the 
It's not Jacksonville. It's the Atlanta Falcons uh, who beat Miami 30 to 28. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin did have some luck uh, with the Giants beating the Panthers 25 to 3. So I was shocked. That. I was shocked. That's really all I could say. I, I was not expecting anything from this game. Um, it was a classic scenario where a lot of people were just betting on the, the Panthers. So you already know the Giants going to come in. And of course, it's, that we win. But maybe this will be a string of good luck for us. But we, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we play, I think, the Cowboys again. I forgot who our next game is, but it's another. It's a tough opponent. But it's a string of tough scheduling. So I'm not looking too much. <laughs> I'm not going to try to be too optimistic right now over one win. I mean, with the Sam Darnold got benched. Like this lot, this lot with games is more about the Panthers than it does about the Giants. Sam Darnold got benched. Like that's just man. They thought they had their quarterback after the first couple of weeks, and now he's done. Well, he's not done, but you get benched against a team like the Giants. That's not a good look. It just continues to show you that the Giants are the better team to support than the New York Jets, who are having some terrible luck. Oh yeah. But Zach Wilson did suffer an injury, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And he suffered a 54 13 blowout to the Patriots. So, yeah, he got, he got eaten alive by Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah. Poor Zach Wilson, man. Yeah. A very tough luck for the Jets right now. And uh, transitioning from the NFL is the NBA. Uh, as we just finished the first week of NBA basketball, uh, guys, what have we seen from the past NBA games? that uh have impressed us so far and i mean i've been impressed by two teams in particular and that's the charlotte hornets and the chicago bulls they've really stood out to me oh yeah they're the only undefeated team in the eastern conference then again they did play the pistons twice so say what you will about that but still i know they will be having uh, some tough competition in the next couple of games especially against the sixers uh, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the Nets. Celtics. Too. Yeah. Um, the Bulls have impressed me despite the uh, relatively below average competition they faced to start the season. But the, their play style of basketball, it's, it's very good. I, I love how they're playing defense. I love how they're sharing the ball, they're, like how the ball movement, like – nobody's being selfish in that system and it's very please it's very satisfying to watch like you got players like zach levine demar Rosen, lonzo and then off the bench you got alex caruso just getting mvp chance from the chicago bulls crowd <laughs> that will never stop being funny but i understand because caruso is that dude mm-hmm. who will give you hustle points and defensive lockdown so for the Chicago Bulls, this is their best start since the Michael Jordan era. 1996-97 was the last wow. time we started a season like this, 4-0. So wow. for the Bulls to have this, and after a couple of years of mediocrity, this is very good for them to have. Like, you, you just got to be happy for Bulls fans because this is a great team to watch. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people had questions about the fit, but it seems to work. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough this past weekend to go to the Nixon Magic game in Orlando. That was fun. Um, we won, and then, of course, Sunday we lose to, the, to them in the garden. We end up losing to the Magic, but whatever. What can you do? People already want Tom Thibodeau fired, but that's the nature of the beast in the New York media. One bad game, and they're like, I'll give it to everybody. This guy's not worth it. Fire him. But 
Man, that, that game on Friday was fun. We won by like 30 points. It was a great game. Essen, what are your thoughts on Miami's performance the, the, in their past few games? I think we've been we've been really impressive so far. Um, you know, that opening game against the Bucks was a pleasant surprise, I will say. Um, losing <laughs> against the Pacers was tough, but I mean, again, that that and we we beat the Magic yesterday um, in a really solid win. But I mean, just overwhelmed Milwaukee. Um, and granted, it's early. You know, that was our first game of the season. I'm I'm not gonna make any i'm not going to go full heat culture dude here and say that we're going to culture our way to the to the finals <laughs> but um like it, oh, we've been pretty good so far um i will say another team that uh, i'm really curious to see how they do as the season goes on are the 76ers i dude, <laughs> richard you you already you've heard me say this a ton of times. I think Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the NBA. And also, you know, what are they going to do with Ben? I, that, uh, he is because if he's like, it's off court drama at this point, but Ben Simmons has been uh, uh, annoying the Sixers. with his and, and again, like how I just don't see how they can get out of this deal. They're, I feel that they're going to either – the Sixers are going to either have to stick with him until they can somehow find someone to take the contract or just good luck finding someone that will pay that much money for a fake point guard. <laughs> wow. Uh, point forward because of height, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy is scared of big moments, man. After what we saw, we passed up the open dunk in the playoffs. That's going to live in infamy. But I, I think, like, there hasn't been a more mediocre player that's gotten this much attention from the overall national media than Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of any. Like, the dude has talked about, like, he's LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or somebody on that magnitude. I, I wouldn't go to the extent of mediocre, but overrated, I, I am more willing to debate on that because – he had- oh, no, I, I'm not saying he's mediocre. I'm just saying the, the quality of player versus the coverage in the media, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, hey, uh, I would see him as more uh, overrated. Mm-hmm. And it, it really shows that uh, with the past couple of uh, – with the past few weeks of, of his behavior, especially it seems like it's been tough for the Sixers, man. And, uh, well, not really because they're still doing – okay without him Joel Embiid is doing what he always does uh Seth Curry has been a pleasant surprise for them like Seth Curry not Steph mm-hmm. who is also doing very good for Golden State as they are also undefeated so the Curry bros they're doing good on their respective teams and um and, and speaking of Curry how, how do you thought uh on Golden State as they progress with the season and eventually get clay back. I mean, if, if they can keep this up, no, granted they beat the, okay. So, so far they've beaten the Lakers and the Clippers. And I already already don't think that the Lakers are going to get out of the West. (laughs) I I think that, you know, if they can keep this up, they're once again going to be a threat to make it out. 
Yeah, I think people picking the Warriors as early uh, championship favorites, at least to make it to the finals. I think that's fair. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a bit of a wild card. There's a lot of ifs there. I mean, this could just be chalked up to like, oh, this is just a hot start. But at the end of the day, if they get Clay Thompson back and he looks like to be 85, 90 percent of what he was, that's a pretty big boost. And they have more depth than they've had in, in a few years since KD left. So. I mean, it, yeah, they could go one of two ways. They could be really great, or they could just be like a playing team. But we'll see. It's a long season. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, um, once they get Clay back, the Warriors are going to look very deep, especially if you have Jordan Poole coming off the bench, who oh, yeah. very well as an X factor for going to save this season. And as far as I'm concerned with the Lakers, they'll they'll get it together. They just need everybody back at like fully healthy. Uh, LeBron maybe needs to stay healthy. Melo needs to keep it up with how he's done, especially with that 28-point performance against Memphis. What they should really fix, however, is how they defend, especially as that was apparent against Memphis when John Moran just went off for 40 points and 10, for over 40 points and 10 assists, and he had Kent Bazemore guarding him the whole time when they could have switched Russell Westbrook onto him or maybe LeBron. Like, at least to slow Morant down. You put Westbrook on him, he's going to have 50, bro. <laughs> Come on. Westbrook, man. Westbrook could just be like, here, bro, go ahead. Go to the rim. But, hey, Kent Bazemore was getting close to Morant. I'd rather have somebody else for him. Oh, man, that's funny. Like, Westbrook. Shaq turns. Like, John Morant was having barbecue chicken with Kent Bazemore. Like, uh, not, like the Lakers left him out. Like the they they left him alone. They left Kent Bazemore stranded with John Morant. Hey, he's the best shot they got. They're missing <laughs> THT. They don't have Taylor Horton Tucker. You know they they need they missing Taylor Horton Tucker. He's their best defender. That's true. He is injured at the moment. Like the, again, the Lakers are not fully healthy. They still waiting on Trevor Ariza. They're waiting on Kendrick Dunn and uh, Horton Tucker. But as, as always, the Lakers will get it together. They will still be a top power in the Western Conference. But they got to fix that defense because you cannot let John Murray go off on you like that, especially if you go against him in a playoff series. You do not want him getting that easy look, getting those easy looks and easy shots as the, as the season goes on and you go against him more often. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them put LeBron on him in the playoffs. Le- LeBron, LeBron will lock him up. I can see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And for now, that'll be it for this episode of You Press Play Sports. Make sure to hit like and subscribe. Click the bell to keep up with notifications from us. Also, be sure to go on upressonline.com to keep up with news, sports, and more content alike. To follow us on Twitter, it's at Rich26Pereira. For Esten, it's at Esten Parker. And for Kevin, at KevinGar658. Thanks for watching and have a great day.